All right, this episode sponsored by Decked.com slash Opie. Protect your stuff. Get your decked drawer system at Decked.com slash Opie and get free shipping. What's up, Tim McConnell? How are you? What's up, Rich Donovan and David Turner and Sergeant Mark Facetti? How are you, brother? I want to say hi to this young man, Pat Duffy. What's going on, Pat? I am doing fantastic, my friend. How are you? It's been a little while. It's been a while. I see you uh, on the live stream. You know, every day you're a huge supporter and you, uh, you're you a big part of this thing, but you haven't been on in a while. Uh, and, and I like the beard. That's like my future because I, I started growing my winter beard. So that's that's where I'm going to end up. You're ahead of me a little bit. I've had, uh, I've had facial hair more than half my life, I realized recently. Really? So, like I start, I, yeah, well, like as soon as I started being able to grow facial hair in high school, I just went ahead and like never shaved. So it was really patchy for a long time. Like when I worked yeah. with you, I couldn't grow a mustache. And then like it started, then it started coming in. So like I haven't, I, I wouldn't even know what my chin looks like. And I honestly don't want to find out because I probably have more than one. <laughs> Wait, but you really couldn't grow a mustache when you used to work for us? No, it, it like, it kind of sort of came in, but it just, it didn't look right. So I just never, I never let it go. And then like right, right, and right, right before my wedding, I, it started like looking better. And I told my wife I was going to let it come in. And she was like petrified because she didn't know how it was going to look. But we're all good. That's so that's that's five years ago now. When I was 29, I was able to finally grow a mustache. I know mustaches came back, but when I was in college, this is how old I am. Mustaches were all the rage, and every guy was growing a mustache. And now looking at those oh, yeah. pictures, I'm I'm absolutely mortified. I will find a picture of me with a mustache. I'll post it on my uh, my my socials. But now now if i show people that that picture they almost would be like what's the big deal you know it's kind of a, yeah. a hipster oh, yeah. thing but but man i i look like such a douche with a mustache it, it's ridiculous <laughs> well, as do most people that now grow mustaches for the trend but they just they own it and you right. know it's the, the the world decided that they look good again so it is what it is but if i did that i that would i would look like some kind of murderer uh, it wouldn't work out well, I was uh, I was definitely that douche in my twenties that um, yeah. that went with the trends. I did the mullet haircut when it was in fashion, and then I did the earring in the in the left ear. Man, make sure it's in the oh, left yeah. ear. <laughs> yeah, you can't have it in the right. You can't have it in the right ear. Then you're a little fruity. Well, back in the day, you definitely didn't want it in the right ear because I come from a time they didn't understand. Man, I come from a time. There was only three cable channels and two genders. So if you put in the right ear when I was growing up, that was no bueno. And I'm here to say that it's okay. Whatever you want to do nowadays, it's fine. But I got to acknowledge that I do come from a time that was very, very different. So if you had an earring, you had to make sure it was in your left ear. Yeah, and I, I come from the tail end of that because I grew up in the 90s and it was still very much that way. Right. So I get it. I get it. Then there was this trend when I was in college. Oh, God. Where where you would grow, like, tails in the back of your hair. They were small. They were, like, this wide and maybe this long. Yeah. And I had yeah. one. I thought I was the coolest fucking guy at Geneseo. Oh, my God. It's embarrassing. 
I'm pretty sure I saw a couple of those down in Florida over the weekend. They're still big yeah. down there. So why do you go to Florida? You... <laughs> it's uh, well, long story short, my in-laws bought a vacation home in Florida, and yeah. my my father-in-law is like a he's the type of dude where he won't hire anybody to do anything. He has to, he has to do everything. So he needed some help on his house down there, and he him and my wife decided that I was going to go with him and help. Oh, really? I got volunteered to do that, and I went down there to help him with the work on his house. And whenever we weren't doing that, I was free to do whatever I wanted. So I tried to take advantage of that the best I could. And were you able to get out of work and all that? To work was cool with you just leaving to go down to Florida? Oh, oh yeah. I'm a government employee. If I say I'm not coming in, I got so many sick days, it's unbelievable. So it's all oh, good. You, oh, you're one of those guys. We're, we're paying for your shit. Yeah, no, you guys paid for me to go to Florida and miss work. So I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> And how was it, man? You said you had some stories, and, and you were at that it bar. Was, uh, you know, it's Florida's Florida. Like, it's not like the greatest place in the world, but I took advantage of the time that I had, and it was a good time. It, it wasn't terrible, but I, I, you know, I noticed a lot of weird stuff, a lot, a lot of difference that a thousand miles makes between two places. So, yeah, like I went to the I went to the bar where Eileen Warnos, the serial killer, was captured back in '91, and from what I read about the place, they like kind of turned it into this weird shrine to her. And it was right down the street from my in-laws' house, so I decided to stop in there and grab a beer. And they were closed, which was weird. They were closed on a Saturday night, but it was like I've seen pictures from inside the place, and they have like a framed photo of her on the bar where she sat, and they have like an airbrushed portrait of her on the wall, and the right. list of her victims. When the list of her victims' names, it's a weird, like again, and that's totally normal down there. Like the, everybody was like, "Yeah, that's a serial killer bar." Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to say that it's really fucking cool. It's weird, but it's cool. Like, yeah. it's weird if it, it's cool if you're into it. Like, you know, I do the typical like, you know, white guy with nothing to be mad about. So I'm into true crime and serial killers and stuff like that. But I'm not like a fan of them. I just find it interesting. And I was like, well, if I'm right here, I'm gonna check this out because why not? What else am I gonna do? Uh, Vincent Scaramuzzo is asking, what part of Florida is that in? Uh, just south of Daytona Beach. Oh shit! She was from the Daytona Beach area. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, and, and there's like you look around down there now. It's every every woman down there looks like Eileen Warnos. They're just <laughs> like they're, like I went down there, and everybody down there is like they're 45, but they're wrinkled and tan, and they just get like melted all summer from the heat. I could never yeah. do it, man. It's uh, it's too much. I couldn't do it. You were telling me in the chat actually that. That the, the cops allowed her to have one last beer before they arrested her? They just sat around and allowed her to have a beer? And how did they catch her? Did anyone tell you the story? They just knew she was in the bar that night? Well, I just knew from, uh, like, knowing the story that the this bar also operates like a mini ho like motel in the back of it, which I would never want to stay at. But they they have, like a, like, a couple little, like, beach shacks, and she was renting one. And she ended up killing somebody like only a couple miles away. And like her whole shtick was she, she got abused as a child and hated men. So she would like, like trick guys into like thinking that they were like, she was going to be like a hooker for them. And she'd take them to a secluded spot and kill them and take all their stuff. Right. She ended up doing that to like seven guys. And she apparently did one not that far from where we, she was staying and they like the FBI like tracked her down and they they did surveillance on her and they figured out that that's where she was and they watched her walk into the bar 
and they found her in there. And, you know, I guess she asked if she could finish her beer. And they were like, all right, fine, as long as you're coming with us. And they let her finish her beer. And then she got up with no problem and got arrested and went to prison and got executed. She's the last woman in Florida history to be executed, as far as I know. I don't think we execute people in America anymore. I think I think Trump, on his way out, made sure he uh, got one done, I think, right? I th yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. <laughs> he let a bunch of, Yeah, I mean, on the way out, he was like, that guy, get rid of him. Yeah, usually when a president is at the end of his term, they do kind of nice things. And Trump decided, no, hey, man, I, I got to no. do this. I know. And then and then that guy, like, speaking of Florida, that guy, Joe Exotic, he, he had a limo waiting for him expecting a pardon from right. Trump, and it never came. It never came. So I was yeah. very surprised that Trump didn't pardon uh, Joe, Joe Exotic. That would have been amazing. I was, I was all for that. No, so was I. And it, it would have been like, it would have been the, the capping off of a perfect presidency as far as I'm concerned, because, you know, he was, Trump was the real, he, you know, he loves attention and he loves the media and all that stuff. And that would have been a really good stunt for him. And you, uh, you voted for Trump twice, right? I did. Yeah. I voted for Trump twice and I don't, and believe it or not, I'm not a, you know, a white supremacist or a psychopath. Well, that's debatable, but I, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, and I also don't believe that Biden cheated to win. And I also don't believe that Trump's really in charge and he reports to the military and all that other stuff that people believe. Oh, so really? Lost, okay. Yeah. Uh, he lost Biden won. I don't think Biden's doing a great job, but I did give him no. a chance. No. And, oh, speaking of, speaking of Biden. So when I, when I was driving around at my in-laws, like if I had a chance to go do something and I was coming back, I knew to turn down my in-laws street because there's a giant fuck Biden flag on the corner. <laughs> so that was my marker. <laughs> That, that's when you knew you had to make the turn. That's hilarious. Yeah. I was like, oh, there it is. Okay. Biden's right out of a movie, man, where a guy comes back from the past, whatever, and is trying to govern in, in current times. Like, he's just so out of touch with everything. It's amazing. He was talking about yeah. uh, family sitting around the kitchen table, uh, I think, in his last speech. And I'm like, not many people sit around the kitchen table these days, Joe, because... Life has gotten yeah. really hard for everybody, and everyone's working their asses off. It, it's not the 50s where people sat around the kitchen table or the dinner table and discussed the, the issues of the day, Joe. Yeah, no, we, we have a nice kitchen table, and I try to do that, but more often than not, we're just grabbing something and, and you know, on the way out, to, you know, go do something else. So Absolutely. If we sit down twice a week for dinner, I, I, I consider that, uh, you know, a victory. We try to oh, get yeah, to absolutely. We try to sit down maybe two, maybe three times a week. That's it. That's the best we could do. There's not. There's always something going on. But how Biden talks, he comes from another time, and he doesn't realize like that that uh, life has caught up to him and passed him by. It it, it's, it stinks. When are we gonna have a good leader? Because I didn't believe Trump was a good leader. Sorry, I don't believe Biden's a good leader. So uh, now, who's gonna be the next guy that comes up and? and and tries to lead this country of ours. Who knows? But you're, you're going to start seeing people pop up in the next like year or so. So I don't know. Oh, I, think, yeah. I, think Ted Cruz, I think Ted Cruz will make a run for it, but I, I think I don't think he'll get anywhere with it. Who knows? It, it, it'll probably be Biden. I mean, this is me not knowing what I'm talking about, but Biden will probably do one term, and then Kamala Harris will probably run, and she'll probably win. No, That's no, no, man. The, the latest news on Kamala Harris is that they're kind of pushing her into the shadows. She, she's not popular. Oh. She, she hasn't done anything. And so basically what they're trying to do is uh, 
give her a good out so she saves space, and they're going to uh, try to bring in uh, Peter Buttigieg. Well, that, oh, they love the, that on the left. The first gay president, they'll love that. That's the rumor, though, that. That, that that they want to replace Kamala Harris. But how, how could Biden actually run for re-election? Like, what are the Democrats doing? They got to start figuring out who the next guy is. Both parties oh, just yeah. fuck it up time and time again. Like, Trump was vulnerable at the end of his presidency. I'm sorry, but it is the God's honest truth. Whether you love him or hate him, he was vulnerable. And the Democrats squeaked by with Biden. It was like, that was the best you guys could do after watching this guy, like, uh, tear the country right. in half? And he split the yeah. country in half. And, uh, and, then, and the Democrats uh, sat there and said, uh, it's going to be Biden. They had four years to figure out a, a strong candidate. And then right. they squeaked no. by. I mean, they were really lucky that they got that done. But now, moving forward, how, how could they have Biden uh, run for re-election? And that, all that shit's going to start in the next, uh, what, six to eight months, I believe. If you spend any time south of Daytona Beach, you think that Trump is still in charge? Oh, of no, course. I, I, oh. I, I understand that. I mean, Florida is yeah. a, a special place, man. Oh, my God. What, what, what's your thoughts in general about Florida? It's it's like I I like I really believe in like that like dogs are breeds of human, and there's like a certain Florida breed like a Florida spaniel, or something that lives in Florida. Like I'll give you I'll, I'll give you a good example. So I went to the bar, this bar that my wife really likes down there. Now keep in mind I'm by myself. I go to this bar on Saturday night and I end up talking to this guy because I, I talk to everybody, and I end up meeting this guy who's born and raised in Florida. Really cool guy like straight Southern draw and everything. The guy ends up inviting me to his house to have ribs, which were like right, his house was right down the street. He just killed a boar, killed a boar up near Jacksonville and they were cooking the ribs. So really? I said, fuck it. I, I said, fuck it. I'm going to this guy's house. Right. You know? And I went, I went to this dude's house. And it was a fantastic time. Like I just was like, screw it. I'm going. If I get killed, I get killed. I'm going. <laughs> and I end up hanging, I end up hanging out with this guy drinking Natty Light. For like six hours and he goes you want to see something real cool i go yeah i want to see something cool and he shows me this oar on his wall like a paddle and i'm like oh that's cool like all right and he goes no he goes that's a cuban refugee oar he goes it washed up on the beach wow and it, yeah and i was like i was like that's cool and he's like he goes he goes if you notice around here a lot of people have that stuff like in their yard and i'm like what are you talking about and his neighbor had an old Cuban refugee raft as like yard art in their yard with like plants coming out of it. And like, and me, I'm, I'm like, I'm looking at this guy and I'm trying not to like add logic to the situation. Cause I wanted to be like, you realize that people like risk their, everything in their life to come here. And yeah. like most of the, most of the time they die. And like, I was like, I was like, maybe that war was like the last thing somebody had to float with before they drowned. I was of like, and it's hanging on your, and it's hanging on your wall. Of course. And I'm like, I'm like, and I'm, but you know, I'm trying to be polite. I'm like, that's cool. You know, like I collect lanterns, you know, like, I didn't know what to say. And he's like, he's like, oh yeah. And so like the whole rest of the time I was there, I was noticing that there people have these like weird rafts on their front yard with like mums in them. And that's it pretty. just blows my mind because if you like go back into the history of that thing where it's like a guy has his baby strapped to it and he's fighting the waves and he's like trying to come to the, you know, like like the, the freedom of the America, and then he washes up on the beach, and somebody just puts like a planner in it. But I could I could understand that. I mean, he yeah. doesn't know he doesn't know what happened to the people. He just found the uh, you know the artifact and decided ah, this would be cool on my lawn. Why not? 
No, oh, oh, trust me, I get it. I mean, I like weird stuff too, but I was just like, it kind of blew me away because it would be the last thing I would expect somebody to put on display. Now, with that said, what's the what's the weirdest thing you've ever owned? Or right, that's a, that's an easy answer. Years ago, at uh, a flea market like garage sale, I found this knife. Like a, it, it's like a a blade about and. 14, 15 inches long with like this wooden handle and somebody, somebody carved into it that it was the knife from a POW camp from an uprising in World War II in the Philippines. And that it said, this knife killed 20 Jap bastards. Jesus. And I looked up, yeah. And it had the date on it and I looked it up and it's like a legit story. I wish I could think of the exact story right now at the top of my head, but I have that knife. Like, and it's, the knife is like legitimately like, spotted with stained blood wow yeah so and i, and I don't allow it I, it's out in my garage i don't i don't bring it in my house because of the bad juju but i yeah I, of I course. bought it for like i bought it for like five dollars in a garage sale and that's like that's easily the weirdest thing that i own all right let me talk about decked.com slash opie protect your stuff get your deck drawer system at decked.com slash opie and get free shipping i got this friend right and we went fishing, uh, when was it? Last fall, that's right. And we had a great time hanging out, drinking beers, catching fish. And I just got to go home thinking nothing of it. He calls me the next day. He goes, hey, Ope, all my stuff got ruined in the back of my truck. You see, it rained overnight and he left his stuff in the back. That just sucks. I would say he was out ah, a few hundred bucks. He said, no, 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 that's not going to happen to me again. So he got decked, D-E-C-K-E-D. The decked drawer system is weatherproof, keeping your stuff safe from rain, ice, and snow. And decked makes organizing and assessing everything you need so much easier. Each of decked's two full bed length drawers can carry up to 200 pounds of whatever you got. The drawers roll out, waist high, giving you easy access to your organized tools and gear. And it keeps your gear secure. If your tailgate is locked, you can't open the drawers and you can't remove the system. Even the drawers have locks for added security and peace of mind. 100% made in the USA, backed by a lifetime, no hassle warranty, with a second to none customer service team ready to answer all your questions. You got a truck? Listen up. Getting decked was the best thing my friend did. Especially this time of year with the bad weather coming through. Protect your stuff like he did. Get your decked drawer system at decked.com slash opie and get free shipping. That's decked, D-E-C-K-E-D, decked.com slash opie for free shipping on your decked drawer system. The weirdest thing I ever owned, and I'm sure you know because I, I told it on the radio show over the years. Maybe you don't. It's now buried in my, my parents' old house uh, in the backyard of, uh, of the old house that I, I grew up in out there in Centerport, Long Island. And it was from Chuck Farnham. He was selling or giving away um, cannibal wear. And he made a necklace out of an actual human bone. It was like, it was like the middle bone on one of the fingers. I want to say it was the middle finger. All right. So, and he made a necklace out of it. And I thought I was so cool, man. Back in the day, I would come into the radio show wearing my cannibal necklace and it was a real human <laughs> bone. And people were so oh, freaked out funny. by it. Oh, I got two actually. So people were so freaked out by it that I finally said, yeah, maybe this isn't, uh, maybe this will give me some bad karma. So I, I finally took it off and I buried it in my, uh, my, my uh, parents' backyard. 
and did sort of a go. little spiritual like thing. Like, please don't be mad at me. I got this phone <laughs> well, to a third party and I feel bad. I, I started getting really, really paranoid about that. I have a similar story now that you just reminded me of. I sold, this is how much I was dedicated to working for you. So I had to sell my car when I was working for you because I wasn't making any money. Right. And I sold my car to this like weird, like hippie, like masseuse guy. He was a massage therapist. And he gave me as like a, like a gift, three uh, human bones that were carved into like little skulls. And he said that they were from like the, the, the South America. Like he said, they were South American, like native bones that they use as good luck tokens. And he gave me those. And I still have them. I put them in, yeah, I put them in this little box, and I, I still have them. I, I can dig them up somewhere, but I haven't thought about those in forever. But your finger bone reminded me of that. That's funny. I try not to have regrets in life, you know. But when you look course, back yeah. as an older guy, you, you really start thinking, like, what, what the hell were you thinking? But I was really right. into sideshows for a long time, and uh, they finally shut down the sideshows big time, um, which is kind of sad because that. That was cancel culture's uh, probably first move. I think I think cancel culture started with let's shut down the sideshows. You know, you would pay whatever it was a couple bucks to go behind the curtain and see some. No offense, freaks of nature, but for some of these people, yeah. that's how they made a living, and they traveled the country, and they really liked it, and it was a small community of people that really, really got along. And when they weren't touring with the circus, you can look it up. Speaking of Florida. There was a town, I don't know if it's still around, because these guys got to be all old-timers now, but there was an actual little town where they all lived, all of them, like lizard skin and, uh, you know, the tallest man in the world and the shortest man in the world and the bearded lady and, and lobster hand guy. They all settled down in this one town in Florida. Yeah, yeah. You, can look, you can look it up. And uh, when cancel culture came for them, and I really do believe that might be the first first thing that was canceled, all those people were really mad. They're like, this is how we make a living. No one else was going to hire them. You know, all these goody two-shoes that shut down the uh, the, the, uh, the side shows, you know, they weren't going to uh, run and give any of these people jobs. So well, most of those people had to go on welfare and whatnot and government assistance. Right. assistance. And they, they wanted to work. They loved what they did. But anyway, I was a, a, a huge fan of uh, the sideshow, And I got what's called a pickled punk in a jar. You know what the pickled punks are? I was going to bring that up. I was going to say, do you remember the early days of XM when that guy Andrew Gore came in? What? That's the sideshow oh, guy? So, okay. So, all right. So I didn't mean to interrupt you, but that's the guy that gave it to me. I wasn't sure that yeah. you were there when we started having this guy on the on the show. And um, no, I wasn't there. I was just I was just listening at the time, but I was before my time. But I remember that. Okay. Yeah, Andrew, what was his last name? Gore, right? He went as? I think I think so. I think it was Gore, yeah. He lived in Washington, and he gave us a tour of his place. I don't know who went. I feel like it was me and Jimmy. Anthony really didn't uh, move around with us a lot when the show, after the show. Um, right. And the shit this guy had in his house, I'm trying to remember. He had, I mean, he had all sorts of stuff from... Uh, murder murder sites and, and whatnot and he was really into serial killer crap and he really had quite the collection and he had fish tanks all legal by the way because he got this stuff from uh old sideshows and old circuses that you know um uh went away or whatever he had a fish tank 
with uh, Siamese twin pickled punks. And it was cre- creepy. And for the people that don't know, I mean, you, you can Google it. I, well, I don't know. Would, would it be on the Internet these days? But basically they were, uh, you know, they were fetuses. There's no other way to look at it. But for the sideshow purposes, they called them pickled punks. And uh, this guy had a lot of them. And he really liked me and the show. And he gave me one. And I actually had that for a while. And that really creeped me out. I knew that this was oh, okay. not okay. That there was a time yeah, all that was okay, but I mean, you know, I, I'm not completely unreasonable. I, I have this thing, and I'm like, this is not okay, man. I, I, I do not feel good about this. And uh, long story short, he came up to New York at, just to, to take it back, and I was very happy to hand it back to him. Yeah, really. It's like it's not like you could throw something like that away either. No, you know, like he can't, he can't just toss no. that in the garbage. <laughs> no, the, I mean the cannibal wear necklace, you know. Yeah. One bone. This pickled punk was a, at one time, a soul. I'm like, yeah, you can't just throw oh, yeah. it away. So I felt like, all right, I got to give it back to the guy that gave it to me, and then it's his responsibility, you know? Uh, but yeah. those were the two things that I, um, yeah, the, the craziest or strangest things I ever owned in my life. And uh, I'm glad I don't have either one of them anymore. Man. I don't blame you at all. I got to put you on the spot. So if Trump runs again, would you vote for him a third time? Yeah. Without knowing any of the other uh, people that might run? All right. I'm glad you brought that up. If Trump if Trump ends up running, I don't think he'll get the nomination. I don't think they'll give him the chance again. No, these guys are starting a circle, I'm telling you. And it's all about their own power, their own egos. And, like, Chris Christie's kind of stepping out. But he, he's such a – he's such a – fucking phony this guy yeah uh, now he's guy. all about being brave enough to take shots at trump you know it's it's all gar- all these guys are just garbage i'm sorry they're, they're well, gonna eat him alive to try to get the nomination you watch them but they're not brave enough to do it yet they're just kind of tiptoeing around him right now but they're they're gonna go in for the kill you got desantis he, he's gonna he's gonna make a run and he'll plow trump over if he has to to get the nomination oh, you yeah. watch and he, he would have Florida in a second. They love those guys down there. They love them. Uh, of course. Right. And I'll the be in the category place. of uh, not voting again. Well, I would, vote for, I would vote for Trump just based on the fact that it'd be the greatest comeback in history. Yeah, I don't think he has it anymore. I, I think he's more but, into uh, it. I think he's more into it because he, you know, he misses the attention. But I don't, th- I don't think he's... I don't think he's got it in him. I really don't. And Tom Mee is saying that Trump would be about 80 when uh, he runs. How old's Biden? Isn't he 80 now? Biden's older than Trump, I believe. I think Biden's 78, and he's all of 78, man. That guy, I'm amazed he's still standing. Speaking of 70-something, today's my dad's birthday. He turned 70 today. Happy birthday to the old man. Yeah, not, not to change the subject. I just thought of that because you're saying 78. My dad turned 70, just retired fully the other day he's he's a fucking maniac no you're creeping me out because i remember like it was yesterday that uh you drank the uh mashed potato puke for your dad's 60th 60th yeah you went you were not with the show anymore uh we were doing some kind of thanksgiving uh day live uh live show and uh you were in the audience and these guys were we were throwing together like a mashed potato eating contest, whatever. And these guys were getting sick and puking. And you came up on stage and drank it for your dad's 60th and said, this is for you, dad. 
That seems yeah, like yesterday, and now he's seventy today. Uh, today. Yeah, it was ten years ago. Yeah, I, and I I remember that. That was like, and I remember we're going there, and my dad's like, "You're not going to get involved, are you?" I'm like, "No, I'm, <laughs> I'm not there anymore." He's like, "All right." He's like, "We're just going to hang out." And then like fast forward to me on the stage at Hard Rock, scream about him and drinking puke and all that. You know, oh, stuff I did back a, then. <laughs> yeah, but it's a hell of a way to show your dad you love him. How was uh, flying and all that? Was everyone wearing a mask? You you, you came oh, back from God. Florida yesterday. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what. <laughs> My wife, <laughs> I love her more than anything, but she booked me on this ultra low budget, in like low low cost low budget airline. That I swear to God, I thought I thought there was like there was not even going to be seats. Like I thought really? it was gonna be, like the subway, like you're gonna have to hang onto a strap, and it was it was terrible. Like the way down, if you fly into Orlando, and it was all like people going to Disneyland and like oh Disney World and all this stuff, and it was packed in like sardines like i had the middle seat which is awful and i'm sitting there and my like shoulders are touching and i'm just like super uncomfortable the whole time and i'm not a i'm not a good flyer to begin with i don't like flying but i'll get on a plane and i'll do it and then i on the way back my wife was like it's a later flight it won't be that full you'll be fine you'll be fine same deal just packed in crying babies like it was it was terrible it was i I don't ever want to do it again, but I'm sure I will. Jennifer Ferris is asking, was it Frontier or Spirit? Oh, it was Frontier. It was Frontier. It was Frontier. Yeah, really? it was Frontier. And, and it was funny because, like, you know, every group of people has a comedian. Like, we were waiting on the runway, and the whole plane just shut off. Like, it stalled. And it was just like, all right, so we're going to die. This is fantastic. And then somebody piped up, and they're like, I knew there was a reason this ticket was $16. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to die. How much was the ticket for real? Well, for for a round trip down and back, for me, it was $89. $89? Yeah. I think it's worth it. It's, what is it? it's a two-and-a-half-hour flight. $89? You know what people are paying to fly these days? Oh, I know. And, and trust me, I get it. Like, you get what you pay for. You know, I totally get it. And I was just, like, sucking it up. I needed to help my father-in-law. Like, I'm being a good son-in-law. I'll do it. But yeah. like in the meantime, in the meantime, in that moment, I was like, I, I wouldn't care if this plane fucking exploded right now. I, I'd be, I'd be oh out of this mess. Like oh at least God. I'd be able to stretch out as I fell to the ground. I'm like, I, I felt so claustrophobic. That's terrible. unbelievable. Back in the day, when I was in college, we had an airline called People's Airline. I mean, I need old timers oh. out there. Your dad yeah, probably knows. <laughs> it's funny you say and that because my dad was. My dad literally said that to me. He's like, we used to take a $20 flight to go to a Cubs game in Chicago and come back the same day. He's not lying. It, it, it ran like a bus, basically. Like, yeah. you, didn't re you didn't reserve a seat or anything. You just showed up at the airport. There was, there was barely any security. This obviously was way before 9-11. And um, you, you got on the plane if they had a seat for you. And they went up and down with, a, with a, basically a cash register. And, and you paid for your ticket yeah. as the planes in the air. Yeah. Yeah, and there was basically yeah. no record that you were ever on the plane. Can you imagine? Right, right. No, my dad's told me about that before. He used to do it all the time, and he'd bring like a thirty pack of beer, and they'd fly to Chicago and get hammered, and right. then go to a Cubs game, and then fly back the same day. But dude, speaking uh, of flying and nine and nine eleven and all that, so I I literally I went through. I'm not a flyer. I don't do it often. So I was like trying to. I was going through TSA, and I'm like trying to like keep up and do the best. Like the TSA people are so mad at everything. 
Of course. Like I, I, I put my, I, I was going down there to do work, so I was wearing boots, and I, I put my boots in the bin. They're like, boots on the roller. Don't put it in the bin. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. And right. I was like, I was wearing my, I was wearing my AirPods. I was like, do I need to take these out? And the guy's like, why would you need to take your AirPods out? And I look at this dude and I go, why are you mad at me? Yeah. I'm, like, I'm, I'm trying. Uh, why are you mad at me? I already have my right. shoes off. I took my belt off. I'm holding my pants up. Like, what more do you want? I don't understand. I'm flying frontier, dude. Leave me alone. I've, uh, I turned the corner on and, uh, all that. I used to be like that. You know, when you call customer service and they're just, watch to you and stuff it course, used to yeah. drive me nuts but then i realized that they deal with everyone's bullshit and crap all day long that they just basically can't take it anymore so i'm sure i'm sure those tsa guys have heard it all and they oh, yeah. and people and people have probably abused them and now with the mask thing they're probably having a whole bunch of people you know uh, uh yelling at them that i ain't wearing my goddamn mask oh, I saw two people. I saw two people get yelled at for not wearing masks, and I'm like, I'm just sitting there. And I'm not a mask guy. Like, I'm glad we're not doing that anymore, but I'll do it because I have to. Yeah. And I was just like, I was like, I was like, you're looking around at every single person wearing a mask. Like, why would you not get the hint? Yeah. Just wear it. Of course. Like, it is what it is. Like, I, I mean, I hate wearing them, but it is what it is. And another thing, I brought this up the other day to uh, me and me and uh, Jen Ferris and Ben Tucker have our own group chat. That's nice. a little secret reveal right there, but uh, I brought it up while I, I, I brought it up while I was uh, in line at TSA. Now, everybody knows that I kind of fall on the right side of the political spectrum, but I never, I never really feel that way. Like I never feel like one way or another towards other people until I'm in line for airport security and in Orlando Airport, and I'm looking around and people are double masked with face shields and yeah. wearing Mickey Mouse ears. Like, I, I, I was like. And I'm and I'm literally sitting there and I'm like, thank God I had the mask on because I'm just like, oh God, yeah, like these people. <laughs> and all I'm thinking is, I'm like liberals, unbelievable. Yeah, and I, don't, I, mean, I don't even know. I don't even know where that thought came from. Like that was like a directly channeled from my dad's thought. I definitely lean toward the right, which is funny because people want to call me a you know a snowflake and all that garbage. But I hate the taxes I pay. I hate cancel oh, yeah. culture. Um, but man, there just seems to be more assholes on that side as far as politicians go. So that's yeah, that's unbelievable. That's the quandary with me. I'm like, these right. people are are assholes. Oh, hundred percent. They're not much better on the left. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and like uh, you know right. do a rah rah to the left either. But uh, I, I, listen, I really hate to, to cut this off short. I'm having a good time, but I just pulled up to my kid's school. I got to pick her up. No, that's all uh, good. No, and I really appreciate having me on as always, and we should do this more often. Uh, and that being said, uh, you can buy my shirt and my glass at opiradio.com. Pat's got his own shirt at opiradio.com. I got merch now. It's unbelievable. So You got really merch at opiradio.com. We we, uh, we yeah. pumped up the merch just in time for the holiday, so if people haven't yeah, been no, there in a while, a, you know, go check it out. There's a lot of really cool stuff on there now. You got the doggy shirt. You got you the Size Matters shirt. You know, there's a lot of cool <laughs> stuff on there. So, but, uh, we'll, see. So, we'll see who buys yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, I know, right? It's there for purchase. Somebody buy it. Yeah, but anyway, let me run. Uh, I will talk to you later. I really, again, I appreciate you having me. It's Instagram, Pat F and Duffy. If anybody wants to follow, all right, come on into the city. Let's have some beers at Gephardt soon. I'm ready when you are. And uh, you know, check your text for me. Go up a little bit. I invited you to something. Oh, I know. So. I, I'm trying to figure it out for real. Uh, with that all said, right, happy birthday. 
happy birthday to your dad. I can't believe he's 70. Your dad was always cool to me. Always. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's, he's a big supporter of he's, he's a big supporter of, of uh, the LP show. He doesn't care for the other guy. There you go. All right, man. Thank I'll, you, Pat. I'll talk to you later, bro. Later, bro. You got it. There's Pat Duffy. He's uh, one of the good ones. And I'm uh, I'm putting a whole bunch of reels on my Instagram lately. Uh, so go to my Instagram, uh, OP Radio. All right. 